If you've ever wondered about what goes on behind the scenes at restaurants, then you're in the right place. This podcast takes you inside the minds of restaurant owners, chefs, bartenders, servers, basically anyone who has anything to do with food, drink, or hospitality. I'm Brady Vixilio, owner of Steinhober's Restaurant and La Bella Italia on Laskin Road in Virginia Beach. Welcome to The Czech Podcast. And I'm Alvin Williams, co-host of The Czech and owner of Cobalt Grill Restaurant at Hilltop in Virginia Beach. Welcome to our podcast. We'll be talking about restaurants, people who work in restaurants, who own restaurants, and the people who like to dine in restaurants. Alvin, this isn't our first presidential election we've gone through. We've been going quite a while in our in our restaurants, and we've seen a few. Every time a presidential election comes around, I find that really any election year, we're, we're, we have a little business uh, dip. Yeah, definitely a lull. Due to, I guess, people watching TV a lot just to see what's going on, and they'd rather do that from their homes than from their favorite bar or restaurant. So I think that part of the impact i was going through some of my grandfather's old uh notes i was looking at notes and articles that he had from i don't know again probably 30 years before that at Mm -hmm. least maybe longer 40 years before that and they were talking about the exact same fears and the exact same challenges that we were facing then in a presidential election year and i don't see him much different now of course, the, po- the 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 politics is different, but the fear and the concern that this is the end of the world it, it happens pretty much every every election, and we forget about it. Yeah, it, well, after four years, you forget about how hard it is. This this oh, one is a little different with with the COVID. Well, the COVID certainly puts another spin on it, but every election is is stressful. Absolutely, it's it's certainly cyclical, and it and it happens every time. And it's when you're in the moment that you feel super stressed out, and then that dissipates, and then it comes back again in the next four years. Yeah, and it's nothing new. It it just happens every four years. What is interesting, though, is you know you talk about stress on from our servers because they can be going to tables, and customers can be talking about politics. And you know, with the restaurant, it's kind of like when we're around our own dining tables, where we kind of have a rule where you know we don't talk about religion or politics. But sometimes some tables will get fired up and they'll be talking about whoever it is that they're voting for and they can get loud and, and it can get a little, you know, um, I don't know, a little raucous just at their table. And then they may ask a server's opinion, but, you know, what's the server supposed to do? They can't weigh in on it. Yeah. And it's our job in our business to be kind of a, a, a neutral ground. Um, right. I think you do a very good job about it. I, I've known you for a long time and I have no idea what your politics are. <laughs> <laughs> what's great is because i i truly don't believe it has any place i i, I don't think anyone it's needs, personal it's personal and nobody needs to know what i vote and what i i find extremely funny is that customers will come in and they think that they know who i'm voting for one way or the other and that's just what they presume and they go along with it and i'm fine to let them go along with it and they some may be right and some may be wrong well i get that too uh, and of course i I'd go along with it either way because there's no we're not in a business where we can choose those sides, at least not, not publicly. And we just have to, to walk the line and, and be, we have to be welcoming to all feelings, all, all philosophies and all, yeah. all people. It's, uh, and what it's, I it's try, our job. What I try to do is I try to vote for what's going to be best for my family, first and foremost, and secondly, for my business. So that's what I base my vote on. And that's all I have to say about that.
Well, that was a little bit, that's more than I've ever gotten out of you. <laughs> Again, it's nobody's business. And why would anyone care? But anyway, what else you got? How would you say, just off the top of your head, without looking at numbers, presidential election versus, say, March Madness or, or Super Bowl? Yeah, you know, we've always been closed for a Super Bowl Sunday. We used to be open on Sundays, and and when we were, we decided to close on Super Bowl Sunday because we never did any business at all. Um, March Madness, that's definitely affects our business. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but it's it's really slow when, you know, the final four thing happens. And Halloween, yeah, Halloween is always a slow, slow evening because a lot of people are home with their kids. They're either out trick-or-treating with their kids or they're home waiting for kids to come around or they're just hiding. Did you do trick-or-treating in, in uh, England, Alvin? Never. Did you dress up as a kid? So the only thing I remember about this time of year was um, a celebration we had called Bonfire Night, which was uh, the 5th of November. Um, and it was in celebration or in remembrance of when Guy Fawkes burnt down the Houses of Parliament. I think there was a Halloween, but the only thing that I remember was the night before Halloween, and we called that Mischievous Night. And that's when we would go to other people's houses and steal their apples and, and kind of trash their lawns and, and stuff like that. Who's this guy fault? Did, did, is that that's not the guy who came here and started selling cars, is it? <laughs> no, that'd be Charlie Falk. Oh, Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> different, <laughs> different, different guy. Well, it'd, it'd give him a reason to leave to leave uh, yeah. England if he burned burned down the House of Parliament. Yeah. No, Halloween was just it was just never big in England. I think it is now. Like a lot of things that were not big in England then, they are now because we've become a little Americanized over there. We never had proms. And and ring dances and all those things. I never had a prom. I never had a graduation sermon with a cap and a gown. Never had a prom and, date. Yeah, well, I, I never had a prom date either. No, <laughs> so none of that. But now they have that. They have the limo and the prom and the prom date and the tuxedos and things. I never had it. Not at all. Not even a, a whisper of it. And I'm not that old. So I'm just saying some of the traditions that you have here in in America, which are just fine and dandy, um, we never had. Or I never had growing up in England. Alvin, we've talked a little bit about a lightning round. Kind you, of, you and I have talked about it. I think I don't think we've uh, talked about it on the podcast yet. No, I, yeah, you and I have talked a little bit. Of, thank you for that. You and I have talked a little bit about a, a lightning round, about putting one in, and it might be a good opportunity. Yeah, to, so to kind of play around with our lightning round, sure, with so, each other. So to explain what the lightning round is, it's just a little bit of fun, um, and we'll do this somewhere in the podcast with with our guests that come on. Um, I should have slipped in here. Who are you voting for? And just kind of in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> See if you could trick me yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's, let's test ourselves on the lightning round. Cause if we're going to um, put our guests through this, we should at least put ourselves through it first. What's your pet peeve, Alan? My pet peeve is really easy. It's people who don't do what they say they're going to do. I find it really annoying. Like if you sign a contract and say, this is what I agree to and this is what I'm going to do. And then you turn around and don't do it or renege on it. It just, it, I find it really irritating. Or it could be as simple as I'm going to be there at seven o'clock on the dot. We, we have a meeting and then you don't show up at seven o'clock. It's just really annoying. Just do what you say you're going to do and, and that's it. Or don't say it at all. All right. Okay. What is your pet peeve? My pet peeve is when time, and it's I guess it's similar to yours, 
but when time is seen as uh, as as endless, I'm sorry. When my time is not respected, you yeah. can you, if if you're entertaining me, if you're getting me upset, if you're making me sad, making me happy, get make challenging me. That's great. But if you're if you're just gonna waste my time, that's the thing. I we only have so much. We only have so much, and time is is valuable. Is time is money. Time is you know that's all we have. Yeah. So ours are similar on that one. All right. Next one. Um, what is your favorite cooking TV show or restaurant TV show and why? For for some reason, I really, whenever I see it, I really like the Master Chef Junior, where they have kids competing against each other, and they've got these culinary giants uh, assessing their meals, and the kids are impressing them. You got Graham Elliott, Joe Bastianich, and Gordon Ramsay, and they're they're assessing these. I mean, they're these kids are like eight to. 12 or 8 yeah. to 11 they're young kids yeah and they and they just make incredible food and, and, and sometimes they have failures but i mean you expect them all to be failures and they're just they kill it those kids i had seen the show once or twice I, I never really you know focused on the food but the kids seemed so um well personable and they had the great personalities and they seemed so confident and and that was uh pretty cool to watch what's yours alan so my uh, another gordon ramsay show my favorite restaurant show i would have to say is gordon ramsay's kitchen nightmares um i like kitchen nightmares yeah just because it's 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 familiar and you can see a problem that someone would have in their kitchen and you may recognize that because it may have been something that happened in our kitchen or or someone that we know we already kind of know how to fix it but we just want to see if he does the same thing i just i can't believe he always he always goes right into the walk-in and then gags well, how does everybody have these walk-ins that make people gag? Well, that makes me. I go into mine and I, I, and I get hungry. I'm like, I, I'm like, I make sure because of that I end up show. taking stuff. Yeah, and I want to go make something. I want to yeah. go cook something. Yeah. Well, it's it's an easy spot to to go to if you want to find out if the chef's lazy or not. That's that's the first place you go. A heavy heavy neglect in some of those yeah. places. Yeah, I guess it's like a a doctor would take your temperature first and 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 then assess things from there on. This is this is uh, the doctor of the kitchen. He goes right into the heart, into the walk-in, and then you can see a lot of things from there. Well, sometimes it takes him a little bit to get there. He eats the food first, which always freaks yeah, me out. Yeah. And then he goes in, yeah. he starts gagging. Well, I think that's 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 TV. You know, I think oh. if he was smart, he would go and check the walk-in before he ordered the food. But my other show, I, I just got one quick one. Was um, man, what was that show with with Padma Lakshmi and uh, Tom Colicchio? Um, Top Chef. So I really, really, really used to like Top Chef when it first came out, and it was it was gritty and and the chefs were just hungry and it wasn't really about being on TV and, and becoming a personality. It was really about the food and trying to win a competition, and it was really cool for at least like the first I don't know four, five, maybe six seasons, and then I kind of stopped watching it after that. What's your favorite movie, Alan? That's pretty easy. Godfather. Godfather. Uh, one or two. I'm not sure which one I like the most. Do you have a favorite? I, I think that's a great choice. But do you have a favorite, like uh, kind of like a obscure movie that you like? I like the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, not really obscure, but no, okay, obscure. And then yeah, there's a restaurant movie that I love. And give me a minute, and I'll remember it. I better know which one you're talking about. Oh. With the Italian guys, that one's a good one. With Tucci, is that his name? Yeah, the Big Night. Big Night. Yeah, the Big, big night. night is good. The Big Night is good. Yeah. But that's not the one I'm thinking I of. I like that one, the 100-foot journey, maybe, something like that. I don't believe I know that one. It's about it's about an Indian kid who's across the road in his, in his Indian restaurant, 
he's across the road from a French restaurant and the French restaurant's all fancy and he's doing this Indian food and he gets hired by the French restaurant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. That was good. I think it's a hundred foot journey or something like that. Yeah, because it was a hundred feet across the street. Yeah, I remember the name of the movie that I really like. It's called Dinner Rush. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is obscure. You know that one? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. I I mean, sometimes you search for for restaurant movies when you just want to see. Yeah, Something. it's with Daniello, yeah. and um, and it really shows. It's a New York kitchen, and they really go down into the basement, into the kitchen, and you know, there's one guy, and he's a gambler, and and then there's a lot of like um, you know, Mexican chefs, which is real in New York. A lot of Latino chefs down there doing all the work, even if it's an Italian restaurant or something. And it just shows everyone. It shows the hostess, and it shows the servers, and the relationships between you know the front of the house and the back of the house, and the owners, and then it shows the VIPs coming in. And the food critic coming in and the gangsters coming in is a really, really cool, cool movie. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite restaurant movie. But my favorite movie is Godfather. You didn't ask me or was this, just, this is just the Alvin Williams show? No, I was thinking of a quote from The Godfather. Oh. My house. <laughs> where where, my, where my, my wife sleeps and my children come to play with their toys. Okay. All right. What's your favorite movie, Randy? That's the whole reason. You got to have another one so you can say that accurately. <laughs> <laughs> Godfather's great and it's hard it's hard to even think of a better movie just after saying that of course there are better movies but when I was asking you I was thinking about kind of the random kind of obscure movies that I like I really like uh, it's been a long time since I've seen either one but I really like the genre of it kind of floats through the movie and, and two that I thought of like that are Grand Canyon and Nobody's Fool two yeah. obscure ones okay you should, you should check them out. They don't ring a bell, but maybe no, I'll they see wouldn't because they're kind of they're old and they're kind of they're not exciting. All right, they're just kind of relaxing. A little bit of conflict. Okay, I'll check them out. <laughs> All right. So something close to our hearts. What is your favorite meal? Do you have a favorite meal? And if you did, what would it be? I think my favorite meal would be a nice juicy steak, probably like a New York strip or or a, or porterhouse with a couple of steiny shrimp. And I mean, I know that that's, I'm kind of using my own brand, but. That, that sounds delicious. Sometimes. But that sounds to me like favorite food. Like oh, if, favorite like meal? If, like what? Well, I, I don't know if you would like ask your, me the question. Why don't you ask me the question? What's your favorite meal, Alvin? My favorite meal, Brady, is when I'm home in England with my family that I grew up with, my nearest and dearest cousins and aunts and Carrie's there and the cousins are there and we're all there and we're just sharing a meal. And it really doesn't matter what it is. It's usually West Indian based. So it's rice and peas and chicken and some, you know, stew cabbage and stuff. And the food is great, but it's that we're all kind of together and we all just kind of riff on each other and, and have jokes and tell old stories. And, and that to me is a, a meal. That's a, that's a great response. And the reason I like that is because there's so much to eating that's not food. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of times we forget about how important everything else is. And that's kind of what restaurants are. I mean, of course, food's important. But I think we talked uh, maybe last time about just the excitement of going out and just yeah. the social interaction and how important that is. And we talked about getting back. And the food is important, but it's not the be all and end all. So if your steak comes out slightly more mid-rare than you would like it or slightly more cooked, it's not the end of the world. Just enjoy who you're with enjoy the experience enjoy the fact that you're you're out there and and you're healthy and you can order a meal in a restaurant there's a lot of people who can't all right as if i don't know yeah what's your favorite beverage (laughs) um 
Well, my favorite beverage would be to blanket it. It would be wine, and it would be red wine. But for a specific favorite beverage, I would say it would be a vodka gimlet. Is that what you were thinking? No, oh. I was just going with the red wine. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, for for yeah, red wine everyday favorite drink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so many categories. So I think it's it's really hard to beat a really good ginger ale with crushed ice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my favorite soft drink would be Ribena. What is Ribena? Ribena. Ribena is a a black currant cordial that you mix with water, and it's it's like black currant juice. And that's a soft drink. Yeah. You um yeah. Like would a northerner call that pop? No, it's Ribena. You can get it at um if you go to the international aisle in Harris Tito or You gotta mix it. I mean it doesn't yeah. it's, it's a pre- prepared well, It's a soft drink. Okay. All right. Mix it. All right. What's your favorite drink? I said the ginger ale, but that's to me the drink depends on the food. If if oh. I'm just gonna have a drink Yeah. I'm pre pre meal. Pre meal, you're gonna have a a drink or a cocktail or what makes you feel good when you have a drink? I mean, if you take the alcohol out, what makes me feel good? I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, I mean, I think it's gotta be non-alcohol and alcohol. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Non-alcohol first. Fresh squeezed juice of, of grapefruit or, or, or orange. Okay. That's great. And, and like I said, that, that pelleted kind of crushed ice, flaked ice really is what it is. Flaked ice with any like high quality soda, like, um, Northern Neck ginger ale is really good. Okay. And what would be your favorite alcoholic beverage? To to counter your, uh, if you're going to have a gimlet, I'm probably going to have a Greyhound. Huh. Again, fresh squeezed. Yeah, yeah. I really like a Greyhound. I thought you were going to say Negroni. I like a Negroni too. Yeah. I mean, I like everything. But... <laughs> well, that's why we're asking for your favorite. Yeah, I think, I mean. If we I... switch it up though. It depends on, it depends on the time of year. Or the weather. Whether it's, it's winter or summer. Yeah, it, you're right. It... Weather, company. Yeah. Food. The place, the establishment. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're somewhere swanky, I'm not going to order a, a gimlet. Cause and I'm not going to have a greyhound. <laughs> right. We'd order, we'll order some orange juice. <laughs> what we can afford. Producer just handed me this fact about Northern Neck Ginger Ale. Yeah. Established in 1926. It was bought by Coke not long ago. And about a week ago, it was included in the list of brands that are going to be dropped by Coca-Cola. Why do they always do that? They buy up a whole bunch of brands and then they, I guess they run them for a while and if they're not successful enough, they just drop them. I think they run them for a while because they need to be socially acceptable and they drop them because they want to be the only game in town. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be tough. You, you, you know, you're a brand and you get picked up by Coke and you're thinking, oh, wow, you know, it's biggest, one of the biggest drink companies in the world. You got it made. And then. Well, I'm sure the Northern Neck. Which is know, a Virginia ginger ale, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, but. Bill and Sue Nor- Neck or whoever, <laughs> they, uh, they, I'm sure they cashed out pretty well and, and Coke is running the show there. And yeah. I think the, the ones who suffer, the community around, you know, it's kind of a, a micro brew type of uh, ginger ale. And I think ultimately the consumer too, because it was a, it was a delicious ginger it. ale. Yeah. Yeah. So if you find, if you see Northern Neck ginger ale, buy it out because it's the last of it. Stock up. No longer to be produced. All right, what's our next uh, lightning round quickfire question? Three words that you think best describe you. Gosh, I hate questions like that. I know, but, you know, I, I, I did read that question, and I thought about it. And you hate to describe yourself, but I but I think about myself. I think I'm, I'm loyal. I think I'm pretty thoughtful. 
and I am definitely responsible. So that would be my three. So what three words do you think best describe you? Like I said, I hate these. I would say I'm I'm loyal. Good one, but you can't copy mine. Well, you can't take all the good ones and well, just, I just leave me with nothing. You asked me first, so I got the dibs on it. All right, go on. You can be loyal, too. Go ahead. Well, I'm not responsible the way you are, <laughs> so I won't take that one. <laughs> I like to be, but I'm just not as responsible as you are. Okay. I'm cool under pressure. Like I can, I can take a lot of heat. Maybe I'm uh, resourceful. Resourceful. Okay. Right. So loyal, calm. Does that equate to calm? Being I'm not calm though. But uh, good under pressure. It's not one word, but but okay, we'll, we'll let that slide. If you weren't doing this, meaning not the podcast, if you weren't doing what you're currently doing, yeah, what would you be doing as a job? I don't think the podcast is a job. It's more like therapy. Yeah. Um, if I weren't doing the job that I'm doing now, what I would like to be is a DJ, a music. DJ, you you don't you didn't think that you thought I was going to say something else? I thought maybe farmer. It's so hard. It is tough. Farming is really hard. But you love it. I do love it, but I the certain things that I don't love about it. But when I'm playing music and pretending to be a DJ with my ones and twos at my house, I love that from when I start until whenever I'm told to turn it down and shut it off until I finish, and that's by myself just listening to music and if i ever on occasion get to play for other people to listen to the music i just love the way that they respond to certain musics and you can you can see it you know by their dancing or their movements or requests i just think it's a really really cool thing to do so if i were not cooking or being a restaurateur i think that i would like to be a music dj what would you do brady what what would be your uh, dream job other than being a restaurant mogul well, there's a couple of things that come to mind. The most practical, I'd really like to be in construction somehow. Like, just I'm not sure what phase or what you know what part of construction, but I mean, certainly in the in the not in the phase where you do the architecture and all that. I'm I don't have that kind of eye, but I really like I have the I have the assembly part. I really like to assemble. I think maybe that's like a foreman who follows the plan and directs the people to right. get the stuff going okay. the right way. The other thing, pretty much any job on the water that's like local water, like a tugboat captain or something like that, I'd enjoy that. Mm-hmm. The fallback would be, and it's kind of on the same, I wouldn't mind being a bartender in like, <laughs> you know, yeah. the island somewhere or yeah, Mexico yeah. or yeah. someplace. I'd like that. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. What's the uh, best advice you've ever received? Okay. The best advice, don't rely on anybody but yourself. That's, that's. That is a good one, but there comes a point where you have to rely on other people. Otherwise, you're just going to be micromanaging everything, and that doesn't work either. Wow. But you, But I understand. You have to, you have to rely on yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. Don't okay. expect anybody else to do what you, need to be, what you need to get done. How about you? What's your favorite, favorite piece of, of advice? Favorite piece of advice that I'd received was probably to pick a job that you enjoy because then it's not really a job. You're just doing something that you like every day. Well, the way you repeated that question, what's the, what's your favorite piece of advice that you give? <laughs> um, favorite piece of advice that I give? Or your best. Do do what you say you're going to do and say what you're going to do. That's, you know, that's good the reverse of my pet peeve. That's, that's my best advice. 
If you could be someone else for a day, who would you be? That's a really good question. So I admire quite a few people. Oprah Winfrey, I think she's awesome. You, you know. want to be Oprah for a day? No, I don't want to be Oprah. I mean, it might be interesting to be a, a, a female for a day. I mean, I mean you know, you Stedman's know. going to come over. and Yeah, I know. I mean, I wouldn't mind. You're going to have to entertain him. Being Padma Lakshmi for a day or hanging. Was the question to hang out with someone for a day? No, be, who are you going to be? be? Oh, okay. So you know what? I would Not really, who are you going to be with? I would like to be Puff Daddy P Diddy P Diddy Puff. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Puff Daddy is uh, a mogul and he's an entertainment mogul. So he deals with fashion and he deals with music and he deals with, you know, he's got a whole other bunch of different interests and businesses. And he also has a family. And I'm always intrigued about how someone like that can balance everything on what they do every day. Like, do you, you know, Monday, do you concentrate on music and go to the studio and, and produce artists and make your own music? And then Tuesday, do you deal with your, your restaurants and your other interests? And then Wednesday, do you deal with the fashion side of the business? Or do you do a little bit each day? And then how and when do you find time for your family to spend time with them and have a meal and take them out and help your kids with homework and that kind of stuff? It's just so much that I'm amazed how some of those people manage to do so many things. And yet, you know, we wake up in the morning and go to our restaurants and before we know it, the day is done and we don't really get much accomplished. So that's why I would like to be somebody like, you know, like Puff Daddy for a day just to see how he does it. Well, I'm going to ask you the same question. If you could be somebody else for a day, who would it be? The easy thing would be like Mick Jagger, but he's old. So, so like Tom Brady, <laughs> I mean, that would be not bad. You're already Brady. Uh, different kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Who's this Tom Brady? person he's married to giselle for starters oh the guy who plays football yeah 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 giselle yeah yeah i know who you're talking about now yeah okay go ahead i didn't know you want to be a sports person for no if i did honestly it'd probably be like a tennis player or a race car driver Ooh, something yeah. like that yeah but, but then just to experience life i mean richard branson would be pretty cool that would be a cool one he would be cool he seems like a fun guy with lots of and he him he also does lots of different amazing things you know airline and venture into space and he had the, the smart guy the uh, air balloons at one point and i think he also he started off selling a, a college magazine or something which is where he started and then he had virgin records and i mean he's yeah brilliant yeah, guy. yeah i'd like to meet him or be him or, or be him for a day i mean he's got his own island necker island you just you yeah know, you want to be alone and hang out in your island that's he's got cool. two i think now oh really necker and mosquito oh i think fancy all right, so that that concludes our lightning round, which wasn't quite so lightning. Um, yeah, we might need to work on that. We yeah, need to, we need to like um, we'll make it quick, quick fire lightning round when when we do it with our guests. Because otherwise, that's like the show. And yeah, then we just need to do more and learn about somebody's favorite uh, favorite movie, which is nice. But well, it's been great chatting with you today uh, on our podcast, The Check. Thanks everyone for tuning in and listening. It was fun doing the, the lightning round. That's our new little segment, so hopefully that'll work out when we get a, our next guest in the studio. And we'll make it more in the fl- in a flash, hopefully. We'll, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get it right so it's uh, yeah a little bit quicker. Practice makes perfect. Remember to visit us at thecheckpodcast.com for links of topics we discuss on our podcast, transcripts, photographs, and any podcasts you may have missed. And please rate us five stars. And we look forward to seeing you the next time.
I'm Alvin. I'm Brady. And this is The The Check. Check.